All right, let's turn the Word of God to 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2. Peter chapter 2, we'll read verses 11 through 17 of 1 Peter 2. All right, 1 Peter 2, beginning verse 11 says, Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust, which war against the soul, having your conversation honest among the Gentiles, that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may by your good works, which they shall behold, glorify God in the day of visitation. Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be to the king of supreme or unto governors, as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of them that do well. For so is the will of God that with well-doing ye may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men." <coughs> As free, and not using your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness, but as the servants of God. Verse 17, honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Let's pray again together, please. Heavenly Father, again, we come before you through the blood and name of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Lord, we do praise you and uh, uh, want to glorify you, dear God, and just uh, thank you for being so good and watching over us another year and just meeting our needs. Lord, we have so much to thank you for, so much to praise you for. Lord, I'm glad that we do have instant access and uh, the ability to, to pray together and pray for one another. Lord, we do uh, think of uh, Brother Burgess and his uh, family uh, during this time, dear Lord. Uh, just give them uh, grace and uh, wisdom about decisions that need to be made. and May they just uh, uh, lean upon you. And Lord, if uh, uh, we think about, Lord, as they'll be having the funeral, if there'll be uh, maybe some lost loved ones there, Lord, I pray you to work in somebody's life. <laughs> Lord, we pray again for the, the many sick among us. Lord, we thank of Sister Kreft and uh, the Thomases and others, dear God, uh, with health needs. Lord, please uh, uh, touch them. Lord, we thank you that Brother uh, Pitt is doing uh, some better. Continue to heal him. And Lord, just work among our church family, dear Lord, we pray, and uh, raise them up. Lord, we think of those that are traveling, that are on the road, please watch over them and be with them as they're going about and bring them back safely. Lord, we thank you for those that are faithful to listen today, those that are faithful to be here today. And uh, Lord, I pray you just uh, uh, help us and encourage us and challenge us uh, through your word. And uh, as Sister Amy mentioned, Lord, if we need to be convicted in a certain area, Lord, I pray you'd convict us. Lord, there's somebody listening or somebody here that's not saved. Lord, bring that conviction and draw them unto thyself. Because Lord, may our desire ever to be to live a life that glorifies you. Help us now, we pray, and build your church in Jesus' name. Amen. So uh, look again at uh, verse uh, 17. Uh, notice that first part of that just says, honor all men, honor all men. I want to sort of look at that uh, uh, thought today, you know, as we uh, finish up this year and uh, look into the next and uh, talk about uh, uh, honoring all men. And uh, honor, again, means to, uh, uh, to estimate worth, to hold, hold in respect, to recognize that they have worth or uh, a value. And uh, I think I, I, I preached on, actually, on, on honor maybe a year and a half ago from uh, Revelations about honoring God and some things, but I want to focus on, on this thought here. And uh, taking that thought, uh, where honor says that they have worth or value. 
and how we should, uh, we have a responsibility uh, to let uh, uh, all men and to show all men that we believe they have value, that they have value. That's sort of thought. Everyone is valuable. We need to realize that. You know, uh, uh, you walk up and down the street and you see people uh, living a, a rough life. You know, I, I look at people walking down the street and I see people my age and older and still just stumbling down the road. And man, my, my heart uh, just goes out to them. And I think, man, to be at that stage of life, any stage of life, and to have that type of life. But we need to realize and recognize and show with our life that all men have value. Now, that seems like a high request. You know, you look at the, the rest of this verse. And uh, it seems easier, you know. It says uh, there, love the brotherhood. Now that seems like it should be an easy thing to do. Uh, love there means to make much of someone. Hey, listen, I look at you and I say, man, you guys are easy to make uh, 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 much of. I mean, hey, man, it's easy to, uh, to brag on somebody like uh, 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 Brother uh, uh, Burgess. Man, uh, man he, he, he loves God, and God's uh, uh, giving him talent. And, uh, you know, you look at uh, 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 people at church that, man, she's such a blessing. They're such a blessing. And, man, I'm so glad that uh, God brought them into my life. And, you know, uh, it, it's easy uh, to love the brotherhood and, and be a blessing to one another. I mean, that part of it uh, uh, seems easy, you know. Uh, you guys are easy to love. You guys are easy to make much over. Most of the time, at least. Most of the time. You know, we all have our moments, right? But hey, I want to say that you guys are easy uh, people to make much over and easy to love by the grace of God. This says, fear God. Well, we know we should do that. That should be an easy thing for a Christian to do. You know, we know the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's, uh, it should be easy to show reverence and respect to God. That's, uh, that's understandable. Then it says, honor the king. And of course, uh, we certainly understand honoring our leaders, or at least their office. <laughs> Amen. Sometimes it is tough with the person in there, but it, we, we know that it's uh, important and it's a, a right thing to show uh, honor and respect to those in off, the office they hold. I mean, think about it. When Peter wrote this, Nero uh, was in charge, and he's saying, honor, honor the king. Boy, uh, uh, you know, if, you can, uh, 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 if he can say that with something like that's in charge, then hey, no matter who's in charge of our, our uh, country, we should be able to uh, uh, show some honor. All right? I take a little something, but hey, uh, we can do it. So that seems easy to understand. But hey, this right here says honor all men. That means let all men see that you believe, everyone you come in contact with, show them that you believe they have value. Now, so we certainly don't agree with all men. Right. Uh, we realize that we're certainly not going to agree with everybody that we meet and we're certainly not going to understand uh, all men. We certainly don't understand uh, everyone. I mean, uh, even sometimes people that are close to us, we scratch our heads. Man, that, I just don't understand uh, that person. I get that a lot. I don't know why. But listen, uh, but we must acknowledge that all men have value. Well, one reason, because all men have a soul. All men have a soul. And so that we might, though we might stand against some sin in someone's life, which that's the right thing to do too, we still need to care about that soul. We still need to believe that despite uh, whatever sin might have a stronghold in their life, that they still have value as a soul. They still have value as an individual. Well, uh, one way, of course, to show honor to people, to show that they have value, is to show respect to all men. 
And, you know, we should show, try to show respect to all men. Of course, we get that challenge in James. I won't read all the verses, but, you know, James 2.1 says, uh, My brethren, have not faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with respect of persons. That means to show partiality, to show uh, favoritism. Verse 4 says, Are you not then partial in yourselves that are become judges of evil thoughts? That is, when you do show partiality, when you do show favoritism. But listen, uh, we do and should show respect to all people. Even though I don't agree with everybody, even though I may not like what everybody's doing in their life or, or maybe the, uh, the stance that they take on certain things, right? Uh, I must still show that they have value by not mistreating them and looking down on certain people. You know, that's not right. You know, I, a lot of the people I've, I, I've worked with overseas were among uh, uh, the most uh, mistreated and, and very uh, disrespected uh, people. You know, when I, when I worked with the gypsies, I had Bulgarian friends that said, man, how can, you, how can you work with those people? You know, when I, the, the ghetto I worked in, if you went downtown Sofia and said, got in a taxi and said, hey, take me over there to Faculteta, that ghetto, they knew it was a, you know, a big gypsy section. Sometimes they'd make you get out of the car. They said, I don't want to go in there. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, uh, but sometimes, hey, there's people that treat people like that here in America. And it's not, it's not right. Again, though you may not agree with them, though you, you might speak against uh, uh, things they're doing in their life, and it's right to take a stance against those things, yet we still need to recognize, amen, that that person, that soul has value. Even our text shows us uh, ways that we can honor all men through the life we live before them. Notice these verses, uh, again, how often it mentions uh, men. Again, let's look at these again, verse 11. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from freshly lust, which war against the soul. Look, having your conversation honest among the Gentiles. Notice that statement. Among the Gentiles. That whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may, by your works, they uh, which they shall behold, glorify God in the day of visitation. Submit yourself to every ordinance of man, for the Lord's sake, whether it be to the king as supreme or unto governors as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of them that do well. For so is the will of God that with well-doing ye may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men as free and not using your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness, but as the servants of God. And there again, it says, honor all men. And so we see here in these verses, listen, we live among men, right? Might as well get used to it until the Lord comes or we go by way of the grave one way. Amen. Until that time, we're going to live among men and the Lord wants us to honor them. And one way to do that is actually honor them is really by the life that we live before them. And these verses show us that one, verses 11, 12 show us, do not follow the lust. Do not follow the lust. Again, dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from freshly lust, which war against uh, uh, the soul. So we need to abstain from fleshly lust. Uh, these uh, uh, seem, uh, give me one second here. I just, made a, I just made a mistake, right? And then next, verse 12, having your conversation honest among the Gentiles. 
that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may by your good works, which they shall behold, glorify God in the day of visitation. So there it says, your conversation honest. Of course, we know that conversation means our mode of life. And notice that statement, which they shall behold. There it is again. We see this over and over. In the Bible, your life is on display on a daily basis. You live among men. And one way for you to honor them, if you will, and show that they have value is by living a right life before them. That's what these verses are telling us. That word honest, I love this definition here of honest. It means goodness that is beautiful to behold. Boy, when you, live, when you see somebody that's honest and, and, and virtuous and just uh, lives a godly life, to me, there's nothing more beautiful uh, than that. You know, I often uh, uh, think about, and I've mentioned it before, uh, the, the, when, I, when the, the Falkenbergs, the young couple that was in our ministry in Germany, when they got married, and I just saw that, that young couple, I knew they both loved God with all their heart. I know that they both took a strong stance. You know, they were Germans, and they told their parents they didn't want any alcohol at the wedding or the reception, which is a, you know, to us that may not, may not seem like a big deal. But in Germany, that's a big deal. And they even told their parents, don't even uh, put it in the cakes, Amen. you know, uh, uh, when, they, when they make them. They took a strong uh, uh, stance. And what a wonderful, but I just, when I, when I just saw them together and I saw how they wanted, they had the, the gospel preached and they just wanted to honor uh, God, amen? They were trying their best to live honestly among their lost loved ones. And let me tell you, that was a beautiful thing to behold. That was, to me, that was just a precious thing and it made an impact on me. It made an impact on me. And that's what we want. We want to live a life that's honest and pure and golly, that it'll make an impact on the men around us that we have, the people around us that we have to live among. I mean, Christ's life, amen, was goodness, was beautiful to behold, amen. Oh, no doubt, uh, 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 those that uh, 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 realized who he was and walked among him, I, I guarantee you uh, that they appreciated uh, the life that he lived. And so we must live a life Amen. God wants us to live a life that is honest. God wants us to live a life that is humble, as you see in these verses. And then he wants us to live a life that is helpful. You see, by living an honest life, by living a right life, you know what? You're being helpful to those people, like these verses show us, that would speak against you. You're being helpful to the lost people around you. How? You're letting them see that what you have is real. You know, I, I was reading a, a, a story about a, a, a guy, he was trying to witness to somebody, this missionary. But he was, he, he was home. And uh, he was uh, witnessing this guy, and the guy says, oh, Liz, you, all you guys are a bunch of uh, hypocrites. And he says, oh, you, you think so? He says, well, I want to prove to you that I'm not a hypocrite. I want to prove to you that what I have is real. And he said, I'm getting ready to take a mission trip. I think he was going to India. And he says, you know what? I'd like you to go with me and I'll pay for your trip. I'll pay for everything because I want you to show that I care about you. One and that two, I want you to see how I live my life uh, 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 every time of the day. That to, I'm not perfect, but the best of my ability, I try to live for the Lord. And so I'm willing to pay for you to go on this trip with me just so you can see that I'm not a hypocrite, that what I have is real. 
Of course, the guy uh, uh, backed down. But I said, hey, that's how bold we should be able to be uh, in our witness for Christ. Right. Again, not, not that uh, we're not perfect. Hey, listen, people have uh, uh, traveled with me. People have seen my uh, faults. People see. I'm sure you see plenty of them. But at least uh, uh, despite all our frailty, despite all our, our, our failures, they see in our heart, despite everything in our heart, they see a heart that truly loves God. They see a heart that wants to be honest before God and honest before men and live humbly before their God and be helpful to those around them and impact them for the cause of Christ. So we shouldn't be arrogant, but we shouldn't be afraid to be bold about the fact that we're not, uh, we're, we're not hypocrites. And I said, no, not everybody's a hypocrite. I said, there's people that really love God. I was talking to somebody the other day. And we were talking about, you know, people get people about it. I said, no. I said, most uh, missionaries, most people, are, 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 they call themselves Christians, are, are good people. And they want to do right. And they, they love God. And they want to bring glory uh, to their Savior's name. And, of course, that's how we're challenged uh, to live. Again, uh, verse 12, having your conversation honest among the Gentiles. Why? That whereas they speak against you as evildoers... They may by your good works, which they shall behold, glorify God in the day of visitation. Hey, when they first see you, they may speak evil. I had that happen when I was in the military. You know, uh, people, they'd say things, they'd do things, and then you know what? They'd go on duty with me. And when they were on duty with me, I got to witness to them the whole time. And you know what? Later when we went back uh, from that exercise, they'd come to church with me and get saved and get saved. Because I wasn't afraid uh, uh, to tell them, hey, listen, uh, you, you can say what you want. Uh, listen, but just uh, spend some time with me. Again, not that I'm perfect, but, amen, you'll see hopefully that I love the Lord and that I care about you, that I want to honor you, that I want to show you that you have value, amen, and we care uh, about you. David was a good example in the Old Testament. Saul mistreated him. But you know what? David still honored Saul. And lived as an example before him. And you know what? Uh, Samuel had to admit, Saul had to admit that. Remember, I'll just give you one verse, 1 Samuel 24, 17. And he, Saul, said to David, Thou art more righteous than I, for thou hast rewarded me good, whereas I have rewarded thee evil. Well, wouldn't that be a, a wonderful thing? You, somebody that was around you and you're trying to uh, uh, live the life and they ridicule you and they, they mock you, then finally they just have to admit, you know what? You're the real deal. You're the real deal. And you know what? I want what you have. So people not treating us right is no excuse not to live right uh, before them. So uh, uh, listen, uh, do not follow the lust, but do follow the law. Of course, we know as long as it doesn't go against God's word, we need to follow the law. Again, verse 13 and 14, submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake. That's not always going to be easy. That's not always going to be like it. We've certainly seen that this year, right? We don't always like it, whether it be to the king as supreme or under governors, right? Yeah, thank the Lord, at least we have a, have a, have a governor, amen, that's not as crazy as some of the other governors. And uh, listen, we got him anyways, because when, uh, when Eric's uh, work had that great pa patriotic day they put on, uh, the governor was there, and I got a nice picture of the governor with Brother Wood and his children, and none of them are wearing masks. Amen, amen. And so we got him, man, if he says anything, oh, well, listen, 
Right. We got our governor. Amen. As unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of them that do well. So listen, uh, don't follow your lust, but follow the law and do follow God's leadership. Verse 15, look at this. For so is the will of God. Notice that statement. For so is the will of God. It's the will of God for you to show people they have value and honor them by living a right life before them. Sure, it's important to pray about God's will. Sure, it's important to be filled with the knowledge of God's will. But here's what we need to understand. Most of God's practical will is found in the Word of God. It just tells you, for so is the will of God. It just said, hey, what you just read right here, that is my will. That is the will of God for your life, to live honestly. Amen. To abstain from fleshly lust and to live a life honest before men. That's my will for your life. You know, a lot of times people say they want to know the will of God. Well, you, people need to realize that 90 something percent of God's will for your life, for the Christian life, is already written down. And so that's important for people to understand. All right. If one is so if one is filled with God's word, they will know most of God's will for their life already. The only exception might be for some specific thing God may lead you to or guide you in. Example, uh, being a missionary or being in the ministry or some specific thing he might have for you. But even at that, listen, I, I've been in, the, uh, 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 in a couple of weeks. I, uh, by the grace of God, I'll be 31 years in full-time uh, ministry. And over that 31 year, years... 90-something percent of God's will over that 31 years was already written down in the Word of God. It's just trying to figure out that, that little gap, right? <laughs> As a, a brother was trying to figure out, right? That little, that little extra, but most of it, amen? You, hey, listen, you start living that, that part that's already written down, you know, uh, God will help you figure out the rest. Everybody's, everybody's getting caught up on that little part that they don't know. Hey, listen, uh, if you can at least get 97 percent, all right. Hey, aren't you glad when you got 97 percent on the test? <laughs> right. Hey, well, we can at least get 97 percent on the test just by following the word of God and living the word of God. We can get at least a 97 percent on our test because it's already there. It's already there. There, First Timothy 2.15 again says, again, for so is the will of God, again, that with well-doing, with well-doing by living a life according to the word of God and to his glory, you may what? Put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. That word ignorance means lack of knowledge, but not just lack of, uh, 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 you know, information, but it also means to lack something morally. They're ignorant because they lack what the, they need in their life morally. Foolish means to be ignorant here. Ignorant as to the truth of the gospel. They're ignorant and foolish because they don't know and understand the truth of God's word. Psalm 92, 5 and 6 says this, O Lord, how great are thy works, and thy thoughts are very deep. Right? He says, Lord, you have a lot of wonderful works, but look what it says in verse 6 of Psalm 92. But a brutish man... Knoweth not, neither doth a fool understand this. You see, uh, uh, he, uh, uh, a man is ignorant and he's foolish, right? Because he lacks what he needs from the word of God. They don't know, amen, but we can show, amen, we can show them what they don't know, right? You remember uh, in grade school, how many people remember show and tell? Did you guys have show and tell when you were in school? We had show, all right. The older ones remember show and tell. Well, hey, well, you know what? That's what our life is supposed to be before men. 
show and tell. That's all the apostles did. We do what? But tell the things that we've seen and heard. We just tell what we've seen and heard. That's all God's asking you to do. Amen? Live, live that life. Verse 16, as free and not using your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness, but as, maliciousness, but as the servants of God. You know, we're, we're free. We have liberty in Christ. You know, we uh, thank God for eternal security. And I know people say, well, if I believe like you, I just live any old way I want. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. Because uh, not if you're truly saved. People, it's like, uh, again, Amy mentioned about the convicting power. No, you can't because of the convicting power of the Spirit of God and Word of God. People that are truly saved love the Lord. They want to please the Lord, and they care about their testimony before others. How many times maybe people have heard me say, hey, I, nope, I can't do that, or I don't want to do that. Why? Because uh, I care about my testimony before others. I care about my testimony. Now, that I, again, not that I've never blew it or done something stupid, but for the most part, I try to guard my uh, testimony. It's important to me. It matters to me. So we're free, though. We are free, but not just to do whatever we want. We're free. We're free to be led, <laughs> right? Led not by our lusts, but we're free to be led by the Holy Spirit. That's what we're free to do. We're free to be led by the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5.18 says, but if you be led of the Spirit, you're not under the law. Hey, listen, I don't worry about what the law says. I don't worry about all the shall nots in the law. Why? Because I try to be led by the Spirit. Amen. And if I'm led by the Spirit, I know that my desires will be to do right. Right. But, of course, we still have the old man, so we still require warning. And that is, I'm glad we, those warnings are in there, even for Christians. Like, again, uh, I appreciate her saying about the convicting power. I'm glad for the convicting power. Because even the best of men, amen, even the best of men as Christians need to be warned against the worst of sins before the grace of God. That's why it's in the Word of God, Romans 6.15. What then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? God forbid. Verse 18 of Romans 6, being then made free from sin, you became the servants of righteousness. And that's the life we want to live out. So what an opportunity we have to honor God by serving Him and honor men by living the Christian life. Again, one of the, the, the best ways we can honor all men is by uh, giving respect to all men, saying, hey, I believe you have value, and living a life that glorifies God and showing them that, hey, there's something real to be had, amen? There's something real to be had and real to be lived. I like what Paul said. We should all have the testimony of Paul. I like what he said in Acts 24, 16. Paul said this. Paul said, herein do I exercise myself. Amen. Now we all might be like, yeah, I need to exercise myself. Well, here's a great way to exercise uh, yourself. And you don't have to pay for a gym membership to do it. Paul said this. Herein I do exercise myself to have always. When? Always. Not just on Sunday. Right. But to always have a conscious. Look at this. Void of offense toward God and toward men. I want to honor God. Amen. By living a life before him. I want to honor men by living a life before them and showing them it's real. Paul said toward God and toward men. So we are to be a separated people. The Bible teaches. How, how do we you know, people don't like using that word anymore. Being separated. Well, you don't hear that word anymore. You know, living a separated life. 
right? Living a, a godly life, trying to live a Christian life. Oh, no, we're supposed to, you know, how can we reach them? Oh, no, no, it's still, the Bible still teaches about living a separated life. So let me give you three thoughts on that. We are to live a separated life. One, by our birth. Hey, we've been born again. That separates us. Just the fact that we've been born again separates us from the world. We are separated by our birth. We're separated by our beliefs. Hey, the fact that we believe this book, that we stand on this book, amen? Right? We hold to this book. That separates us. We're separated by our beliefs. And then the third way we're supposed to be separated is by our behavior. So we're separated by our birth, amen? The fact that we've been born again separates us from the world. We're separated uh, by our beliefs. The fact that we hold to the Word of God, Amen. And uh, uh, stay true to the word of God. That separates us, our beliefs. And then third, how we live it out. We are separated by our behavior. Our behavior should show that we're a separated people. So you can say it this way. We live out the change of the new birth and the charge of God's word, right? God gives us a charge. The word of God gives us a charge to live a certain way, to do certain things, to not do other things. So we're supposed to live out the change of the new birth and live out the charge of God's word in our life and be an example. So we honor all men by showing respect to all men, by witnessing to all men, and by living a Christian life before all men. We honor all men. Again, uh, we're not a respecter of persons. We honor all men regardless of color, regardless of creed, and regardless of class, if you will. Everyone is valuable. Everyone is valuable. And so we need to recognize that. And, and let me finish with this. And how could we not honor all men by showing them they have value when God has honored all men? by showing them they have value. One, God honors all men because God loves all men and God shows mercy on all men. Uh, John three sixteen, we all know it. For God so loved the world, he loves all men, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, all men, believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Matthew five forty five, that ye may be the children of your father, which is in heaven. For he maketh the sun to rise on the evil and on the good to sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. He has mercy on all men. So God honors all men. The Holy Spirit honors all men. There is no one, the Holy Spirit doesn't desire to draw unto the Father under salvation. 2 Peter 3, 9, The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us, we're not willing that any should perish. What? But that all, that all men, that all should come to repentance. There's no one, the Holy Spirit, amen, doesn't want to convict and draw, amen, unto salvation. And then, of course, Christ honors all men. And Christ certainly honored every man and showed they had value to God. How? And that their soul is worth something by dying for every man. Hebrews 2.9. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. For every man. Boy, if you're here this morning or you're listening, you need to realize God honors you. 
God believes that you have value. And he believes you have so much value that Jesus Christ was willing to die for you and shed his blood for you. He did that because he honors you and believes you have value. And the best way you can honor him is to repent of your sin and by faith from the word of God, put your trust in the death, burial, and resurrection and shed blood of Jesus Christ and be born again. So God has shown. How do you show more honor than giving your life and shedding your blood? He said what? Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. 1 Timothy 2.4 says, talking about God, who have all men to be saved and come unto the knowledge of the truth. All men. 1 Timothy 4.10, For therefore we both labor and suffer reproach, because we trust in the living God, who is the Savior of all men. He's the Savior of all men. He believes all men have value, but then it finishes with this, especially of those that believe. Jesus Christ is the Savior of all men, but he's only the personal Savior of those that have put their trust in him, especially of them, those that believe. So as we finish up this year... What a great commitment, amen, to make for the new year. Say, I'm going to honor all men. I'm going to let people know, amen, that I believe they have value. One way I'm going to do that is by living out the Christian life before them and showing what I have is real. Amen. By the way, I speak with my life, by the way, I speak with my words. Amen. Trying to reach them with the gospel. And so uh, let, let us let's commit. Amen. As we finish up this year and head into the next year, I want a life that shows. Amen. I honor all men that I believe they have value and I care about uh, their soul in the best way. Again, hey, we can't speak to everybody. Hey, right. <laughs> hey, listen. But like uh, uh, that, that saying says, it's in my uh, office. Preach the word. Use words if you have to. Amen. Preach the word. Use words if you have to. Hey, uh, so let, may God help us to truly honor all men. And of course, by doing that, we know that we honor our God.